0: Life on Tour acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which this podcast has been recorded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This episode was recorded on Bora Gagal and Ghana land. Welcome to another episode of Life on Tour, the podcast that celebrates the highs and lows of being a touring musical theatre performer. I'm your host, Manon, and I have a story to tell you this week. So last week, I was auditioning for a show that shall remain unnamed, Um, but such a great show, so exciting. I was having the best time. It was just such a great audition experience, and then I went in and... (laughs) And I did I did one of the songs, right? That I'd been asked to prepare. I was feeling good. And um the song it was okay, the name of the song, it had three words in it. I, I don't want to say exactly what it is, but there were three the, the title of the song had three words. And uh, those three words were not the lyrics to the entire song, but in my performance they were. So I just took those three words and I just sang them for pretty much the entire song. (laughs) It's not how it was meant to go, but it's how it went for me. So don't think I booked that one, but I had a great time. I actually think it's quite reminiscent of this blooper that I have heard about um, quite a few times that happened in the original cast of Spring Awakening on Broadway. And Jonathan Groff, he tells the story of it um, because it was his blooper. And his character has just passed away and he sings this beautiful song while standing over, you know, the grave and everyone is sort of putting flowers on the grave. And it's just a stunning song about... The life that was left behind and you know it's it's very very sad and he kind of he kind of spaced on the lyrics and was like it's meant to go like all things he ever did were left behind and he just kind of went all things all things and I think I'm gonna find the footage of it hang on a second <laughs> yeah it was kind of like that and obviously at the time I was mortified and I still am a little bit but you know what I can't change it I did the best that I could I really wish that I hadn't just sung the same words over and over again but that is something that I did and you know it just goes to show, I guess, not that I'm a shining example, but, you know, Jonathan Groff, bloops, I bloop. Everyone who's shared a blooper on this podcast has blooped. By the way, there's going to be another bloopers episode coming out soon, and I'm so excited. It's so good. But uh, yeah, you know, we all bloop sometimes, and some you just have to keep going, and you just have to sell it and do your very, very best. Now, before I talk about the very, very, very special guest that I have on the podcast this week, I also just wanted to talk about a little bit of, I guess, theatre history um, in the spirit of it being Halloween a couple of days ago. I, For anyone who doesn't know, there is quite a famous theatre ghost who apparently haunts the Princess Theatre down in Melbourne. He was an opera star who tragically passed away in 1887. His name is Federici, and apparently he still haunts the theatre. People, you know, have historically over the years encountered him, allegedly, and apparently he appears at night and usually sits around the centre of the second or third row of the theatre's dress circle. Sometimes he changes seats. This is according to the um, State Library of Victoria. Sometimes he changes seats to watch the faces of the critics. Some say they have observed the Italian frowning at the weak performances of inferior actors, taking notes and brushing his hair back with impatient gestures when he is displeased. Eventually, the ghost glides off through the boxes, disappearing down the stairs behind the royal box so there you have it a little bit of spooky theatre history there there is also a bar i think next to um the princess theatre called federicis in honour of this famous ghost so if you didn't know now you know that is the story of one of australia's not he wasn't australian but one of australia's most famous theatre ghosts Okay, now let's talk about the absolute superstar guest that I have on the podcast today. It is, of course, Steph Jones. She has come back to Life on Tour, which is just such an honor because she is simply the best. She's absolutely amazing. We had a chat when Steph was performing in Adelaide as Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins. And I just, I just find it so interesting hearing about other people's relationships because I think when you do work in this industry, it can be really, really hard. There isn't a lot of predictability there. You know, you kind of have to be ready to jump up and go at pretty much at any amount of notice. And that can be a really challenging thing. And not only can the nature of the industry be challenging, but, you know, when you do go on tour, you do have to do a lot of long distance, which again is an additional challenge on top of everything else. So yeah, I I just, I really, I find it so interesting hearing about how other people navigate long distance in their relationship and also the nature of the industry. So I just feel so honoured that Steph would sit down and talk about her relationship dynamic, you know, in terms of long distance and the industry with her wonderful partner, Aaron, and they are about to get married in just a few weeks, which is so exciting. Um, But yeah, I just absolutely loved hearing about their relationship, um, how they work together, the way they understand and interpret the industry, the mutual respect that's there. It's like, It it was actually so inspiring and incredible and I'm obsessed with both of them. And I guess, you know, why I'm so interested in this topic is because, you know, historically I have found it hard, you know, to find someone to be with who understands that I have to tour sometimes and I can't always be there and I might have to get up and go at any point. And so yeah, that that historically has been hard for me and I'm sure there are probably other people in the industry who have found that challenging as well. So I just absolutely loved, loved, loved this conversation with Steph. She's so incredibly generous with her time and with her wisdom and her insights. So I'm sure you are going to love this conversation just as much as I did. So without further ado, let's get into it. All righty. Now, I feel like an influencer right now because I feel like I am affiliated with The Iconic. And by The Iconic, I mean the iconic Steph Jones. She's back on the podcast today. Steph, how are you? Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled to be back. Back (laughs) on the pod. So let's get into this. You mm. are not only playing Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins, which is such <laughs> an iconic, huge role, but you are also planning a wedding with oh. your fiancé,
1: Aaron Sindos. How, how are you feeling about that? Oh, my gosh. Look, I'm very excited, but goodness me, there are so many emails. Aaron Sindos,
0: the wonderful Aaron Sindos and Steph Jones, how did you meet and how long have you
1: been together? Oh my gosh. Okay, so we actually met via setup. We were set yes. up by <laughs> the one and only Laura Shannon Murphy, who iconic is iconic. And um I was chatting with her at this function at The Haze, and like I always had known who she was. And this sounds like I'm about to announce I'm in a relationship with Laura. <laughs> 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 I'm talking about Laura more than Aaron. I'd always like known who Laura was, and we were chatting and we'd met at this event at The Hayes. And we closed the place and they're like, ladies, you need to leave. We need to close. And we were just chatting. She was like, well, we should just have a breakfast. And I was like, let's do that. So then the next day we had a very extensive brunch and we talked about everything and so many things. And and she asked me if I had anyone sort of special in my life. And I was like, absolutely not. I've been notoriously single for four and a half years. And she said, I think I may have someone for you. And I sort of had already known peripherally who Aaron was. And I sort of thought. I was like, oh, he's an actor though. Like he's like a (laughs) serious actor. Like would he ever want to date a musical theatre girl like me who sings and dances and I could never, I could simply never. And she was like, let's make it just like super casual. I'm going to have a wine and cheese thing at my place. We'll have like six or eight people and like you can meet him there. I won't tell him about you. I'll just let him meet you. Well, of course, she did tell him about me. so we both knew that we were sort of there to meet each other but we didn't like acknowledge that that was the case but i also don't want to skip over this story without saying that i met another very special person to me that night manon and that was (laughs) that was (laughs) you it is where i first met manon Gunderson briggs at this one (laughs) event at laura's apartment and you were like, "I'm doing Muriel's wedding with you," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" And then, you know, you and I hit it off as well. So I've actually known you and Aaron for literally the exact same amount of time to the day. Literally the exact, the exact same.
0: Wow, that, the that three is three of us at the wedding together. Oh yeah.
1: no, <laughs> <be laughs> last! It's a surprise wedding, and we'll also be saying vows to you, Manon. Um. But, yeah, so I, I, what year was that? I mean, we started Muriel's oh at the beginning of
0: 2019.
1: So we met, like, at the very, very tail end of 2018. Yeah. So I guess 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, I think, yeah, by the time Aaron and I are getting married, it'll be five years. Oh. And it's beautiful. so cool. He's the best. He's wonderful. And it has been the most, the easiest relationship since that day. We have oh. been doing long distance really since that day and it has never been a problem. He is the most incredible communicator. Oh. He's always on the blower, always on the text, always on the phone. Um, just oh. excellent, so excellent. I'm so lucky. Oh, Steph, that's so, that's such a
0: beautiful thing to hear. And you guys are such a magnificent couple. Like, honestly, couple goals. And I remember being there (laughs) at the iconic cocktail party. And it was like two magnets just (laughs) together. You guys were like just drawn to each other. You chatted the whole night. And then I think he, like, he walked you to. Yes, my something social
1: like appointment. I had dinner with a friend down the road and he walked me to my dinner.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my, it's my claim to fame at the moment. Oh, like, I cool. was there.
1: <laughs> you yeah, when.
0: But this isn't about me. I'm curious. So you guys, you have been doing long distance since you met. How often do you see each other at the
1: moment? Because you're in Adelaide and Aaron is in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, I mean, we have been doing long distance. On and off since then, because I was still living in Melbourne when we met, and he was in Sydney. And I did Muriel's wedding. So then I was touring with that, and he was touring around doing other things. And well, but then COVID hit actually, like right after Muriel's. So then That's we went right. doing long distance for like a whole year to then living in the same apartment in Sydney in each other's pockets. But we got lucky. We had the best time. It was just oh. like our little party apartment. And I learned to play Mario Kart. And Aaron was the designated martini shaker. So oh. it was <laughs> that's a fun time. But yes, um, now it's, it's always just polar opposites, isn't it? We're either in each other's pockets or quite far away for quite long distances, but it has been going quite well. It's because Mary Poppins is quite demanding. I do struggle to fly like on my day off or on those two days off. I've done it Mm -hmm. quite a handful of times um, because you just really sort of can sense when you need to see each other and you just are like, I just don't care anymore. I just really need to see him. So I'm just going to get on the plane and do the hard yards. And he's obviously come to visit me a lot as well, as much as he can. You just have to take it in stages. You just can't look at the whole tour. I mean, we started in Sydney. I was in Sydney for so long, so I was still living at home. And then, yeah. you know, Brisbane is this long and then Melbourne's the hard one because that's like 22 weeks. So, you know, you have to sort of really um, time your visits for that one. And then all of a sudden you're in Adelaide but you're only here for eight weeks. So, like, that one's easy and then I'll see you here and then I'll see you here in the break and then I go to Perth for seven weeks and then we're done. So you sort of we've been really timing it out like that in as in taking it City at a time, not like the whole contract, because it's a bit daunting when you look at it that way and how much time you'll be spending apart. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So, you guys, you do you decide I will see you on this date and you will see me on this date? And,
1: yeah, well, there's been a few like personal things that have come up. Like, we I took some leave a few weeks ago to go to my best friend's wedding in Queensland, and so Aaron met me there. (laughs) So we'll be like, I'll see you at the wedding in in Queensland, you know? So we meet in in Queensland and then he came back to Adelaide with me. uh, And there's been a few other things that have popped up where it's like, we've got to go to this thing. So like, I'll see you at that thing and I'll see you there. Um, But then, you know, other times it's just like, I'm going to come home for the weekend or I don't, we don't plan too far in advance, especially because Aaron's schedule is very different to mine right now in the sense that he's doing like a lot of smaller jobs and they can come up quite quickly. And as we have found, if you want to book a voiceover, you should just book a flight first somewhere and then that voiceover (laughs) will come through. Yeah, that's happened a lot. It's pretty funny. I was in um, Sydney for a weekend just visiting him and he booked two huge voiceovers on the one day. I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. You couldn't write it. like. Oh my god. What are the odds? And so but I was like, that's okay. So I just like got on the back of the motorbike with him and I went around with him to his voiceovers and just went and got coffees while I waited him. But that's happened a lot too. So we we actually don't plan too far in advance.
0: Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. That's that's interesting because it is, you know, sort of a, a good thing maybe that you guys you do both work in the same industry. So there would be a lot of mutual Understanding there, do you think that's helped, like, with your communication? For example, that weekend, you understood that Aaron had to put those yeah. voiceovers first because stuff just comes up and yeah. you've got to kind yeah. of do it. Yeah. Do you Do you think that's influenced your your communication with long distance as well?
1: Yeah, I would say it's almost the key to our success.
0: Okay. I just don't,
1: like. <sighs> I mean, for a long time before I met him, I was like, hmm, maybe I should try and date people who aren't in the industry. But I could just tell for me that that was maybe not going to work. And I do have a lot of industry friends who are married to people who aren't in the industry and it works great for them. But I think for me and Aaron, I'm like, yeah, it is so helpful to not have to almost plead your case, so to speak, to your partner of why this thing's important and why I need to do it. We never have to do that. There's never a question because we are trying to create a life together and a future and, you know, have a mortgage or have kids one day and like that, you need money to do that. So, and this is how we make money. And, um, you know, there are also creative decisions in there as well that aren't, that have nothing to do with the amount of money you might be making, but ultimately like it is very refreshing to just There's just no question if he books something or books that voiceover. It's like, well, well, we need that. I need that too. You're doing it for me and I'm away doing Mary Poppins at the moment because I'm doing that for you. Like it's all for each other. It's a team effort. So I'm very relieved that I don't have to, you know, tread on eggshells around my partner about like I have news I'm going to be away again. Like that would just be so hard and I'm I'm grateful that's not part of our story.
0: So when you are away like you are at the moment, is it sort of – Do you – how do you cope with it, I guess? Do you feel every day like, oh, I miss him? Or are you relatively um, sort of uh, able to not sort of think about that? Or
1: is it really hard? Is it relatively easy emotionally? It does come in waves, but we just have this thing that started, that evolved, where we will just be on FaceTime together even if we're not necessarily talking to each other. So, like, oh, nice. I'll be in the kitchen and I'll have my laptop there and he's just there and he's doing his thing in Sydney and I'm making some late-night pasta or whatever after a show and we're just yeah. sort of there together. And then we if something random pops into our head, I'll be like, oh, hey, I want to tell you this thing. then I, You know, like then it's but we don't sit with each other and stare at the computer yeah. for an hour but we we'll just sort of have it on and we'll do other things or like we'll relax together so like I'll just be watching Netflix on my end or he's playing his PlayStation on the other end but the computer's open and we're there right we do that every day every day
0: oh my gosh that's so great because it's like being at home together
1: yeah exactly it is and we have a lot going on at the moment personally you know we're trying to plan this wedding um you know also you know in the property market and doing all that stuff so like there's a lot to talk about, a lot to do. Mm. And, I mean, thank God for FaceTime and immediate messaging and all these amazing, you know, technological advances that we have. It makes it so much easier and I can just call him and be like, oh, I need this thing for this and, okay, you do that and I'll do this and then we'll come back together and we'll talk about this. Like,
0: Yeah, right, right. Do you have any mm-hmm. other, you mentioned you don't really sort of um, – lockdown dates of when you'll see each other. And and so you do your FaceTime, do you have any other sort of coping
1: mechanisms, I guess, or tools that you guys Spending use? Sending memes. Sending ridiculous Reddit memes or Spending dog memes. All oh, right. It's so silly. It's constant though. There's a constant thread coming through of like ridiculous dog videos or things we think each other will like. Um but um yeah, overall it's just communication, just any, any little thing that I will think of that I would normally want to talk to Aaron about if he was next to me, I won't stop myself if he's just because he's not there. I'll still find a way to get the information to him, no matter how unimportant it might be. Like I'll just send him a text or quickly call him or yeah. I mean, for some of the bigger things, like if we do have quite a lot on our to-do list, we might sometimes have to arrange a time to chat so that we know that we're dedicating that time to this thing but most of the time it's just every i don't know any little thing we'll just send it to each other
0: yeah yeah and it's interesting that you say like that it's not important and maybe because the element of being um like like the thing that you want to send him is not important but you know when you guys have the gift of being physically present with each other it might not be super important but the it's like the importance of it is
1: increased exponentially as the yeah. presence decreases yes that yeah. is so right that is a very good observation man on that's that's oh. totally it and I just do think there is um an importance in like knowing what each other is doing each day like we don't do that to be nosy or overbearing it's just like I like knowing what he's doing today and he likes knowing what I'm doing, because then we're involved. You know, we're sort of Yeah. You know, still involved in each other's day to day lives in that way. Yeah,
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. I think that's really important. Do you you sort of have mentioned before, like, that it really helps that you guys, you work in the same industry and you kind of understand that sometimes priorities have to have to shift because of the sort of inconsistent nature of the work that we do. But Mm Have you ever struggled like being on on this contract, um, being Mary Poppins, such a huge, huge role with with so much you know pressure and you know you' you're leading this this company in this show. Do you ever or have you ever sort of had a conundrum of you know not knowing exactly what should take priority in a certain moment?
1: Oh yeah. I think we've definitely both had, I mean, that happens in life anyway. Like when it rains, it pours. So when I'm like having an easy time of it, he tends to be having an easy time of it too. Mm. And then both will start to struggle at the same time. And you have to try and find a way to help each other through their own personal struggles that aren't work-related. Plus there are struggles that are work-related. Plus you're feeling the crunch of being away from each other. And that always just happens at once. He is so good at wanting to work things out if we've had a misunderstanding. I think he's better at it than me. Like sometimes I just will get so frustrated. I'm like, I don't want to talk anymore. I just want to lie down and watch TV. <laughs> and he's like, now, my darling, we should talk about this. You know, I just want you to know that I wasn't trying to make you feel this way. It was more that this is this. And I was like, oh, you're so mature. I'm like, <laughs> being so mature. Like let me be... Petulant child.
0: I need to have my reaction. I Let me be cross. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you ever like, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You've been touring. You've been working pretty much like show to show to show. Do you ever wish that
1: the job didn't include touring? I have had that thought sometimes. You know, there are so many things that are hard about touring especially Mm. if you're trying to you're getting to a point in your life where you are starting to um plan a life together with someone else
0: jones is there anything else that you want to add maybe for someone who um you know might be thinking that you know hesitant towards um being in a long distance relationship like on a contract or someone who might be thinking like Oh, gosh! You know, will how am I going to make this this life of touring work while also trying to forge a stable, romantic relationship? Do you have any anything that you would say to them?
1: I am so blessed to have a partner who makes it possible and makes it easier, and there's no resentment that I'm away. There's no like snide comments that they're the ones stuck at home. There's nothing even remotely in that world, and like, I'm so lucky. That that's the case, that there's such understanding and respect there. And I think that's the way that it should be. So yeah, I guess and it comes down to your happiness. You've got to be happy. You've got yeah. to make sure your partner's happy and and um, you know, if you're not, you just have to try and work it out. And then if you can't work it out, then maybe it's not right because as well, you don't want to give up your dreams and aspirations to stay at home if you can't do anything at home. You know, we, we've been drawn to this career because it's what we are passionate about. And it's also what we're good at. What else would I do? I have no idea what else I would do if I wasn't yeah. doing this. I have no other qualifications or skills that I'm aware <laughs> of. So it's like, this is, this is my life choice Yeah, and I'm a lifer and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be in it for life. And Aaron yeah. feels the same. So in that sense, we're on the same page. We might not be in the same state, but we're on the same page. <laughs> on the same page is paramount, I would say. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, when you're on the same page, you can be in the same state and everything <laughs> yeah. is fine. I love that, Steph Jones. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: It's been a joy. I'm just so chuffed. Thank you for having me. So, oh,
0: I'll let you go be Mary Poppins. Now,
1: Mazapops, she calls.
0: Mazapops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Steph. Bye. Bye, Madeline. All right, everybody. That is it from me for this week. But thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. I absolutely loved the conversation today, and I'm sure you did too. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back in your ears next week with another episode. Oh, this also came out on a Thursday. Thank you so much for your patience with that. There's just been so much going on. But yes, you can follow the podcast on Instagram. I'm always sort of posting videos of uh, footage with my amazing guests which is so exciting and if you could leave me a review and uh, and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast that would be great but uh, until next week have a wonderful time bye